Time is where everything begins, begins again. Welcome to the Mid the Pines podcast, a place where Grove City College alumni and faculty give voice to their unique stories, contributions, and accomplishments. Our community is blessed with many individuals who are often recognized for their proficiency, purpose, and principles, all celebrated hallmarks of the distinctive Grove City College education. Learn more about their God-given callings and the work they are undertaking for the common good. These are their personal and professional stories. Hello from Grove City College. This is Amy Evans, and I'm here with alumnus Falco Muscanti, a graduate of 2020. After completing his degree in business management at Grove City College, Falco went on to law school at Duquesne University in Pittsburgh, where he is currently completing his Juris Doctor degree, and this summer had worked as a summer associate for K&L Gates, a multinational law firm spanning five continents, where he'll also be returning after he graduates law school. Growing up on the outskirts of a blue-collar town in Elizabeth, PA, Falco has been instilled with an appreciation for hardworking and passionate people. As he pursues his gifts and talents in law school, he is striving to intertwine that small town mentality of honesty, hard work, dedication, compassion, and respect to achieve personal and professional success. The pandemic provided an unexpected ending to Falco's senior year at Grove City College, but he returned in 2021 to walk the stage and share a commencement message titled, Why Return? emphasizing gratitude to those who make Grove City College an amazing place. Our conversation today will encompass his career journey and his personal pursuit of hard work and dedication, and exactly why return as now an alumnus of the college. I'm excited to hear his perspective on being a lifelong learner, learning not just from professors or managing partners, but also from the people we interact with daily. Falco, welcome to Mid the Pines podcast. Amy, thank you so much. It's great to see you and hear your voice. It's been a while since we've uh, seen each other. I'm excited because the last I've seen you was at 2021 commencement. Um, and I'm just excited to hear a little bit more about what brought you to Grove City College. So would you mind sharing with us your decision to go from your small town to ours in Grove City? When I was thinking about which college I, I'd like to go to after I graduated, uh, I knew I wanted to go to a Christian school. I went to a public high school and I loved my experience there. I, uh, I think that helped form me into the person that I am today. Um, and as I was looking for a school that I'd go to, Grove City actually wasn't on my list. I hadn't really heard of Grove City. Uh, I was planning to go to another school nearby. And, um, and then my high school history teacher, uh, John McKay, who's also a graduate of Grove City College, he said, Falco, I think Grove City would be the perfect fit for you. I think you should check it out. And um, I kind of brushed it off for a few months and he kept sort of pestering me saying, you should go check it out. That would be the perfect fit for you. So I finally um, uh, capitulated and said, all right, I'll go take a tour, or go visit campus or something like that. And uh, I went up on campus and I don't even think I took an official tour. Um, but after being there that day and interacting with students and just walking around campus, I really felt like that was the place that God was calling me to be. And uh, I applied early decision. I didn't apply anywhere else. And six or seven years later, uh, that was one of the best decisions I think I made in my life coming to Grove City. 
and you came in uh, to Grove City. You were early decision. Did you know your major at the beginning? Yeah, so I, I sort of always knew that my end goal was, or not always, but since probably my senior year in high school, my end goal had been law school. So I kind of came in with that in the back of my head. Um, but some people, uh, including my father, who's um, an attorney in Pittsburgh, had encouraged me not to go the political science route. I think that's a great path for some students, but some people that I've been talking with kind of encouraged me to go a different route and maybe get a business degree, something with some other transferable skills. Um, and that's what I did. So I came in as uh, a business management major. And at the time I was <laughs> at the time I was a dual major in business management and music performance. Um, uh, but then uh, the college released, I, I think it was my either my fresh, I think it was my sophomore year, the college released a pre-law minor. And because law school had always been in the back of my head, I ended up shifting some things around and I, I added the pre-law minor as sort of a secondary pursuit there. Um, and it was great. I loved my business professors and classes and some of the flexibility that I had with uh, pre-law minor also. So Falco, you said your dad is an attorney and I remember we talked a little bit in high school. You originally wanted to be an engineer. Your dad being an attorney is some encouragement there. You kind of seeing the day in the life of all the time. But what made you kind of change your mind? Yeah, that's a great question. And the the simple answer is AP Calculus. <laughs> I, uh, I, uh, I wanted to be an engineer because I love sort of tinkering and putting things together and figuring out how things work. I think it's, uh, I don't know, it's just something that I've always been fascinated by. Um, but then I took AP Calculus and I had a wonderful teacher in high school. Um, I did what I had to do to get good grades, but I really just didn't enjoy any moment of it, <laughs> the derivatives and the, uh, um, so I kind of had this sort of come to Jesus moment, uh, like, oh boy, what am I going to do with my life now that I, you know, engineering is half math. How can I do that if uh, I don't really enjoy this sort of thing? So I kind of took a step back and thought about the things that I did enjoy and the skills that I had. And, um, you know, I started talking to my dad a little bit more and thinking about what he did. And I thought, hmm, this might fit well with the, the gifts that God has given me. So I, I ended up kind of shifting and going in that direction. And, you know, since I made that decision, I, I kind of uh, found out that being a lawyer for me, being in law school is a lot. It has a lot of similarities to being a tinkerer, um, you know, seeing you have to see all of the small parts of whatever you're working on and you have to have a vision of what the ultimate goal is. And you have to know how to put those pieces together and put those parts together to achieve that same goal. So I've definitely found that in the career path that I've chosen here, that that same sort of fulfillment that I was looking for in an engineering career. I think it's interesting when you talked about music performance and kind of looking at your history at Grove City College, you were heavily involved. You were serving as a resident assistant. Um, I knew that you worked in career services given our time working together. You were playing in the jazz band. You wrote for the Journal of Law and Public Policy. Um, and you were even recognized among your peers as the senior man of the year. So how did you manage to juggle all of these activities, build meaningful relationships, and still excel academically? You know, I never really 
considered myself a Grover achiever. <laughs> you hear that <laughs> phrase sort of thrown around and uh, I don't I don't know. I would never label myself as a, a Grover achiever, but I think three things for me really just allowed me to thrive at Grove City. And I'd say the first thing is something that Coach DiDonato says all the time, which is be where your feet are. And uh, that's in whatever you're doing. Don't worry about what happened the day before, what happened at the last meeting or event that you were at, or what's going to happen that evening. But just be right where you are and just be engaged with the people that you're with and um, engaged in whatever activity uh, or meeting you're in. Um, so that was, that was definitely one thing that kind of stuck with me since I sort of heard that phrase from him and from some of my friends who are football players. The second thing I would say is just hard work. Whatever you commit yourself to, whatever you say yes to, for me, that that meant that I'm going to give 110% if I'm able to do that. So I, I just believe in working hard in whatever I say that I'm going to do. And the third thing, and I think probably the most important thing, not probably the most important thing, is a relationship with Jesus Christ and being a Christian and having having that as sort of the backbone to all the activities and engagements that I am committed to. I think Colossians 3.23 sort of encapsulates that mentality and it reads, whatever you do, do it heartily for the Lord and not for men. And I think that's just a great framework to bring to being where your feet are and working hard. And then ultimately, in all those things, doing it for God and not for um, the people that you're working for per se. I think that's really important. And I think what's interesting is that you had this really busy schedule. You did well at Grove City College, despite the kind of not feeling like you were a Grover achiever, but you still excelled and, and were successful. Can you tell us about how at Duquesne, your transition from Grove City straight into law school, what that looked like and how you feel Grove City prepared you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, all the degree programs at Grove City are rigorous. Rigorous academics is something that's always kind of made Grove City stand out among other private schools and Christian Christian schools, um, but also the ability to think critically and not just to accept what other people are saying, whether it be professors or peers, but to just think critically and kind of tease apart the ideas for yourself. Um, I think that was something that I really carried with me to law school. I, I always tell people that law school is different from an undergraduate program in a lot of ways, and probably the chief among them is the, the reading that you do. Law school is a lot of reading. There's sort of no uh, no way to escape that. Um, mm -hmm. But we do a lot of reading at Grove City in the humanities program um, in whatever major you're in. And I think that prepared me well. One of my professors, my first year at Duquesne University, has been there for a long time. He's taught a lot of students and he taught a lot of Grove City students over his years there. And uh, toward the end of my freshman year, I was asking some professors to write some letters of recommendation. And one thing that this professor said really sort of stood out to me, he said that he's taught a lot of students um, over the years. And one reason why I stood out to him, this is a partial quote, or the intellectual capabilities and performance that's undoubtedly tied to his undergraduate experience and preparation at Grove City College. And um, he said that the majority of his students that he's taught that have come from Grove City have been exceptional law students in those same ways. So I think that just speaks a lot to the programs that we have at Grove City. And again, not just the political science program, because I was sort of in the political science program through my pre-law minor, but that was not my main focus. I was a business major. So I think 
his sentiment, the Duquesne professor's sentiment is just applicable to the educational model at Grove City as a whole. That's awesome and very encouraging for students who might be considering law school to know that they'd be well prepared. Um, is there a lesson you'd share with a current or future Grove City College student who is considering law school? Yeah, I, I would say in Grove City, you don't have to do everything, but the things that you do do, like we talked about earlier, give 100% to those things. Get involved with the things that you enjoy. Uh, I think a lot of times people, when they're thinking about their future, thinking about law school or something like that, they think about, okay, what are the things that I need to do to get into law school, the things that I need to do to get to X or Y or wherever your, whatever your, your plans are. And I, I think the better thing to do is to ask, what do I like to do? And then get involved in those things. And then, you know, as a result of that, you make these connections and you build these relationships with people that are like-minded and, you know, those connections and those relationships will follow you for the rest of your life. You know, when you're involved in those things, I, something that I've, thought about in the last few years here. I think somebody said this to me once, but always strive to deliver 100% perfection in the things that you can control and don't really worry about the things that you can't. So just to give an example in law school, things that I can control, I can control my grammar. I can control being timely and sending emails on time and turning in assignments on time. I have 100% control over those things and I can make sure that I'm giving 100% of my effort in those areas. Some things that I can't control, I can't control the grade that I get on a test. I can control how I study for that test, but not the grade, um, for example. So after that's done, I don't need to worry about that anymore um, because it's not something that worrying is going to fix. You know, it's not going to calm your nerves by worrying about something that you can't control. So that's something that I sort of think about, especially in law school. You said something interesting as far as just uh, focusing on things that you enjoy doing and how that can kind of lead to relationships and opportunities that kind of take you forward in your future. And I am curious for you to share your career journey thus far. What has that looked like? And where do you hope it leads you as you continue to do the things that you're enjoying um, and giving that 100% towards those efforts? Yeah, I, I really, I just love people. I love networking. I love meeting new people. And um, when I think back on some of the different jobs that I've had and some of the career pursuits that I've had, um, so many of them tie back to Grove City and the connections that I've made at Grove City. Uh, the summer after my freshman year, I, I remember I got an email from an uh, alumnus that I connected with through through a professor. And I didn't really know this, this alumnus at the time. Uh, his name is Benjamin Morasco, and he had this tech startup and he was looking for someone to do some marketing work. Um, so he sent an email and I thought, oh, this sounds like a great opportunity. So I jumped on that. Um, and then other internship opportunities uh, throughout my time at Grove City all had kind of similar stories with connections that I had made either at Grove City or in the past. And my first year of law school was kind of right, right in the middle of the COVID-19, sort of the, the hub of the pandemic. It was difficult for first-year law students to find internships or jobs. Um, so I, I decided that I was going to sit down and I was going to look through my my Rolodex, so to speak, and look at the connections that I had from Grove City that were doing things in the law. And I, I kind of came up with a list of maybe 20 or 30 names and I wrote letters to them and I 
put a postage stamp on them and I mailed them out to all these people saying, hey, I'm a law student, recent graduate of Grove City. This is what I'm interested in. I'm not really looking to make money or a lot of money or anything like that. I just want to get a good experience and I'd love to have a good mentor that'd be willing to kind of show me the ropes as a first year law student. And um, I think I got maybe two or maybe two letters back. Um, but uh, one of those responses was from um, Nathan McGrath, who's a 2004 graduate of Grove City. And uh, he and another Grove City graduate, Matt Garber, are part of a nonprofit public interest law firm in Harrisburg called the Fairness Center. And um, it's kind of a great story. I think they had just decided they wanted to hire a summer associate right before my letter showed up in the mail. They were wondering how they were going to advertise and how they were going to find someone. And then, oh, my letter showed up. Uh, so I think that was that was <laughs> definitely God's providence that that happened. But um, as a result of that story, I ended up working in Harrisburg for the Fairness Center. And they do some really interesting, exciting work and actually just got coffee with them. I think a few weeks ago I was in Harrisburg visiting. So I just kind of make those lifelong connections this this summer at, at K&L Gates, sort of a, a similar thing. I network with some people at K&L that had some Grove City ties and connections. Um, our global man managing partner at K&L Gates, Jim Segerdahl is a Grove City grad. And back in 2019, I sat in on a presentation. He gave it to college after he accepted the um, Alumni Achievement Award. He talked about K&L Gates as a multinational law firm, but with humble roots and high ambition. Uh, K&L started in Pittsburgh, and now I think we have close to 50 offices across the world. And when it, whenever he talked about that story, that humble roots and high ambition, I kind of thought back to sort of my upbringing and, um, and the connections there. And I, I kind of was really interested in the law firm. So whenever the time came to apply for some of these firms, K&L Gates was at the top of my list. And I um, was really happy to work there this past summer, as you mentioned in the kind introduction. And you're returning, I understand, after you graduate to work full-time with K&L Gates? Yeah, that's right. I'm really excited to get a job offer, really humbled and blessed to work with so many great people there. Um, again, some Grove City college alum, alumni or partners at K&L and attorneys there. So it'll be a lot of fun to connect with and continue to, to work with uh, some Grove City graduates. And you're engaging on LinkedIn a lot, having encouraging posts. I understand too that you write a lot about Pittsburgh. What kind of drives you to write for enjoyment when you're doing all of this reading and writing in law school? How do you find the time and also still find it enjoyable when you have to do it for work as well? Yeah, that's a great question. So legal writing is very formulaic and I love it. It's if A, then B, A happens, therefore B. That, that's what a lot of law school writing is. Um, so I, I kind of wanted, to, I've always enjoyed writing and journaling and I kind of wanted to explore some other ways to sharpen my writing skills and my thinking skills. Um, so a few of those ways that I've sort of found avenues for are LinkedIn and then um, like you mentioned, I recently started a blog called The Pensive Pittsburgher. It's a 500 word or less weekly blog about the things that make the most livable city the most riveting city. And I just kind of write about little, you know, things about Pittsburgh that people might not know about. Um, and I try to keep it to 500 words because a number of reasons. Um, I write a lot in law school and I don't want to spend too much time doing other writing, um, but also because I want to work on writing things succinct. I want to be succinct and concise in what I say. So keeping a, a short word count like that 
makes it fun to write. Uh, and then I want the the things that I write to be things that people will read and get something out of. So I, I kind of envision uh, my blog and the things that I write to be something that somebody could, you know, as they're drinking their morning cup of coffee, they could just scroll through and have a quick five minute read. It just makes them say, huh, that's interesting. I never thought about that before. Listeners, we will be right back after this break. Grove City College's Department of Graduate and Online Programs prepares its students to become leaders across a wide range of career and professional pursuits and provides an opportunity to achieve an advanced degree under the guidance of expert faculty mentors. Accredited by the Middle States Commission on Higher Education, the 30-credit Master of Science in Accounting, 30-credit Graduate Master of Science in Business Analytics, and the 39-credit Online Masters of Business Administration offer students the freedom to pursue excellence in their chosen field. These programs have been designed to equip students with advanced technical and theoretical skills to excel in a wide range of industries and professions, while also providing an ethical, moral perspective on relevant topics and trends. If you would like to learn more about the graduate and online programs at Grove City College, please go to www.gcc.edu. We are back with Falco, a 2020 graduate of the college who is currently in law school, sharing a little bit about his career journey um, thus far, but we're gonna take it back. Falco, you closed your chapter at Grove City College, completing your four years in 2020, which was a more unusual way to close. Could you share with listeners, as we all would be curious just to hear, what was it like graduating in 2020? And how did you handle that unexpected ending of your college career? It was hard, I think, to to, to say it briefly. President McNulty and one of the times that he addressed us it might have been a letter or something. He called us graduates with grit. And I think that really sort of encapsulates our whole experience uh, in graduating and kind of transitioning to the next season of our lives after Grove City. For me, I remember sitting in this chair that I'm sitting in now as we're having our conversation at my computer, taking my last final exam, I hit submit, and then I kind of sat back and I thought, wow, that's the end of my Grove City College experience. I just submitted my last final exam. I think for me, it's just, it kind of returns to this idea of being joyful regardless of the circumstances and not necessarily deriving joy from the circumstances that you're in. I think being joyful in the midst of the difficult situations doesn't mean that we need to discount the hardships that we face. Personally, I lost a number of close friends and family members to COVID and to other things. So there were definitely uh, a number of difficult things that, uh, I sort of walked through in that time period. There were some really positive high moments in in those years too. And for me, I kind of got involved in doing some some house remodeling. I tainted some houses. I helped my uncle flip a house and now I do some of that stuff on the side. I got involved in some opportunities at my church and in other ministries. I think praying and worshiping were a big part of remaining joyful throughout those circumstances. Uh, And then during my senior year at Grove City and then when all this stuff sort of happened, running was something that I took up. Um, I never thought that I would run for fun. Before I started mm-hmm. running my senior year at Grove City, I don't think I ever actually ran a single mile. But running now is something that I really love. I I just finished the half marathon. Running for me is definitely a good thing that came out of sort of the last year of college COVID experience. 
you came back during the 2021 commencement. So we had a separate commencement take place for the class of 2020 right after. And it was exciting to have you in person and finally be able to walk that stage. You are the 2020 commencement speaker. Can you share with listeners your why in returning to Grove City College and maybe a summary of your inspiration and encouragement you wanted to instill and bestow across every listener that was there? I think one thing that I said during the during the speech was you don't need to be sitting in a three credit class for the next 60 years of your life to be a lifelong learner. Simply look up. I found that to be so true in my life, even now after Grove City, being in law school and interacting with people there and the the various places that I've worked. I wrote a lot of the speech probably a year before commencement, before we had any idea what COVID-19 even was. Um, Just thinking about my time at Grove City and the people that I had met, I kind of started with the story about probably my first month at Grove City. Somehow or another, we found a barbecue packet splattered on our window and this was the second story of Memorial Hall. And <laughs> my roommate and I, we really didn't want to clean our windows. So we let it sit there for a while. And then finally, just got sick of looking at it. I'm like, all right, I'm going to clean this. So um, got some paper towels, cleaned the barbecue sauce off of the window. And then I went to, to our hall bathroom. And there's a big sign that says no personal trash in the hall bathroom. But I went in there and I threw my personal trash in there anyways. And then on my way out, the door came back and broke my toe and uh, it was kind of um, poetic justice, maybe. I don't know, but uh, (laughs) silly little example. But my RA came and asked how he could help. And then one of the campus safety officers, Jim Dixon, came and he uh, offered to take me to the hospital, which although was part of something that they're supposed to do as campus safety officers, he just went above and beyond. And as a result of that relationship, Jim and I became really great friends. That story there just kind of emphasize the, for me, the big why of the why return. And that's the community and the people that are part of Grove City and integral to who Grove City is as a uh, community. And then I, you know, I kind of thought of some other people that I had met at Grove City, Art and Gary, the two groundskeepers. Amy, you probably remember when we both worked at the career services office, they would all, they would be out front a few times a semester pulling weeds and, and um, mulching the, the landscaping there. Um, but I just thought back to the excellence in pulling those weeds in front of the career services office, every little weed and putting the putting the mulch down just so it's a, a beautiful thing for students and prospective families to see when they were on campus. To me, that emphasized excellence. Uh, these these are some of our core values that I sought to highlight in my speech, not from a kind of theoretical perspective, but from a people perspective and the things that I learned from people that sort of highlighted these values. I thought about the the housekeepers for stewardship. You know, for commencement, you look around at all the chairs that were there, the garbage cans, and they didn't just magically show up there. People put them there. And then you know, one of our other values is faithfulness. Someone that I was really close to at Grove City uh, is this wonderful lady. Her name's Bridget. She's still working at the college. Uh, she's the dessert lady at Hicks. And I, I, I just remember her kindness throughout all of my time there. But uh, my senior year, whenever I was an RA, she heard that I had a bunch of freshman guys on my hall and she wanted to do something nice for us. So she bought us a big container of ice cream, like the ones that are in the, the Hicks dining hall, so we could throw an ice cream party. So she used her own money to buy us that. And I remember I asked all the guys on my hall to sign a card for her, just to thank her for doing that. And I took her a card and a few weeks later, she came up and she said, I've been praying for everyone on that card since you gave me that card. I thought, wow, what a great example of faithfulness and just keeping those students in mind that were thankful for the the kind act that you did in the first place. So that was a great example of being faithful to 
our, our campus and to the, the students on our campus. And then my speech, sort of the last thing I talked about is just independence, which is our, our last core value. And I think this is really where all of us kind of join the story here, all of us that don the title of a Grove City College alumnus. And it's something more than being free from tests and projects and reading assignments mm -hmm. and papers and presentations and all of those sorts of things. Um, I'm still I still have those things in my life being a law student, but many who are listening probably do not have those things in their lives. So I, I think independence really is the freedom to use our God given gifts and talents that we developed while we were at Grove City to serve God and to serve others and to make some sort of small difference in this crazy world that we live in these days. We look around and I think Grove City alumni all sort of share this kind of connection based on the relationships that we form while we're there. And I wear a GCC lapel pin often in an you know, if I'm dressed up in an airport going to a conference or something, or if I'm, you know, just flying for leisure or whatever, I'll wear a Grove City shirt. And all the time, I'm just amazed when somebody in another state at an airport at a conference somewhere else will come up and say, oh, you went to Grove City too. And I think our little liberal arts school in Western Pennsylvania is a driving force for the, the, the good that I was talking about earlier and kind of a springboard for a community of like-minded individuals that extends well beyond the 180 acres of our campus. I just think looking back when I think about why return to Grove City, why return for homecoming or why return for the other events that are on the campus, it's not all of the great programs or the professors or the academics or the activities that Grove City has to offer. It really is the people not just the people that we graduated with, but the Grove City College community, like I said, it extends beyond the bounds of campus. And I think that's something that makes Grove City so special. I don't think there, I've ever been to a place like it anywhere else. For me, that's why I really love going back to Grove City to just reconnect with other friends and to reconnect with some of the people that have made such a big impact on my life in the three and a half years that I spent there on campus. You shared how friendships impacted you? I feel like iron sharpens iron in this situation. Um, how do you potentially see yourself continuing to stay connected when you're not at campus, when you can't necessarily return until homecoming, of course? Um, how do you stay connected with people? Um, and also to Falco, if you wouldn't mind sharing, how do you hope to give back perhaps in the ways that maybe other alums have given to you? To the first part of your, your question, Amy, I, I, the way that I stay connected with a, a lot of people these days, just, you know, I'll reach out, getting lunch, getting coffee with people. A couple days ago, I, I got lunch with one of the freshmen that was on my hall when I was an RA my senior year, um, got dinner with, with him and his family, actually. And one of my closest friends from Grove City, who was from the New England States, just uh, a year or so ago, moved down near Pittsburgh, like 15 minutes from where I live, him and his family. So... I get to see him and his family a lot. One of my friends who moved back to, to where he was from halfway across the state, we meet once a week on Zoom for Bible study, and we still stay connected that way. Um, so I think, like you said, just being intentional about staying connected is important. And I try to stay connected with as many of my friends from Grove City where I'm at in my life right now. And to the second part of your question about giving back, I, I, th I think for me, I'll often get emails from people from Grove City seniors that are thinking about law school um, even now and I'll kind of say all right let's hop on the phone or get coffee with you if you're near Pittsburgh 
that's something I really hope to continue to do. I hope people will reach out. In fact, if you're listening and you have questions about law school or Grove City, please reach out to me. I'm on LinkedIn. I just love to connect with people and I don't know a lot of things, but the things that I do know, I'm really happy to share and to encourage you in that. When I start working, I, I really believe in the mission and the vision of Grove City College. And I think when you believe in the mission and the vision of somewhere, I think it's important to give back uh, financially also. So that's something that is um, important to me. And then just staying connected. I'm, I'm happy if a professor or someone reaches out and, and has a student that is thinking about law school or has something that they need some help on from an alumni. I'm always happy to help in those ways. There are a couple of times a, a professor has reached out and said, hey, I have this student thinking about law school. Can you can you talk with them? And that's something I, like I said earlier, I enjoy too. We're thrilled that you've had such great success in Pittsburgh, and we're excited that you're going to be staying local. Thanks for being a guest on Mid the Pines and sharing some encouraging words with our listeners. Amy, thank you so much. It's been a blast chatting with you and with our listeners here. Um, yeah, have a great day. Home is where everything begins. Thank you for listening to the Mid the Pines podcast. Explore more episodes at alumni.gcc.edu slash podcast. Our co-producers are Joni Baumgartner and Amy Evans. Research provided by Janice Zinsner Inman, class of 1987. Audio editing is provided by Jennifer Hiles. Our theme music is Home, courtesy of the family of the late David M. Bailey, class of 1988. Contact us at alumni at gcc.edu for more information. We hope you'll join us again, Mid the Pines.